Episode 8, Jesus Concert, Naps, and Hunger Strikes. Do you have any idea why Jesus tells us to rest and not eat anything? Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal guys trying to live this Jesus life. My name is Josh. Hey, hey, this is Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. How you doing, Josh? What's going on, man? Dude, how are you? It's good to see your face. Good to see it's yours. It's been like a week. It has been a week, and yeah, dude, I'm I'm pretty good. Um, obviously, chickens are doing well. <laughs> that was my them, first I question. Gave them, I gave them strawberries today, dude. Old strawberries, and they loved it. They loved it, wow. so they're happy. They're living yeah. the life. They get yeah. They get strawberries relatively yeah. fresh. Yeah. Someone put a roof Come over to... their head. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think something might have tried to break in the top of their roof, though, because it was, like, spread open. So I'm like, was a really? hawk trying to get in there? What? You know, something huh. was going on. Yeah. So I zipped had it shut. Yeah. But what's their roof? What's their roof? Well, it's just... Of? It's just, uh, well, they have a roof of their coop that's, like, a shed, you know? So yeah. that's solid. But the roof of their run is is just chicken wire, so it was like kind of pulled uh, apart. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. dude, how are you? How's uh, how's Jack? Um, <laughs> Jack's how's good. Jack's good. Yeah, he's still Jack. Uh, he's yeah. got a personality that right. uh, can get him in lots of trouble. Yeah, uh, we had another storm, or what he thought was a storm coming through. So, <laughs> I actually got an Amazon today. I was like, we've got to do something. So I got an Amazon and bought him one of those like. Doggy stray vests or not stray vests? What's the word? What's the word like for human beings? A weighted blanket. A weighted yeah, yeah, blanket. But, but I was thinking about what's what's the word for human beings? They put them in those vests and like tie their arms down. Mental patients. Dude, like a stray jacket. Stray jacket. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> you got I bought him, that? I bought him a doggy stray jacket. That sounds like the opposite of. <laughs> that sounds like he's going to be very very scared. I don't know. It said it had good reviews, so uh, we're gonna give that a try. And if that doesn't work, we're gonna give him drugs. That's next. Yeah. yeah. Well, you do live um, in Colorado, so. That's true. I'm just gonna smoke a joint and blow it into his face. <laughs> that's uh, right. See yeah, how that that's goes. how that works. <laughs> uh, that's funny, man. Uh, uh, I had to figure out where to buy a joint first. We'll right. start there. Right. But, right. <clears throat> Well, it should be hey, possible. before we dive yeah. into this next episode, I did want to make some clarifications about our last episode. Yeah, we got um, a lot actually. of hate mail. So <laughs> we did. Uh, by <laughs> a lot, we mean zero. Uh, yeah. But that's okay. Uh, <laughs> it was a lot to take in. We get it. Yeah. But I think in in the in the desire to build a stance for kind of what we talked about of everything being new, I think we may have painted, at least me specifically, may have painted um, the Old Testament a light that it's new versus old or old versus new. And right. We might even said that at some point. I'm not sure. Um, but that wasn't really the intention behind it. Um, like, I made a statement. I'll, I'll explain it this way. But I made a statement um, partway through the episode that I said the Old Testament or the uh, Ten Commandments don't apply to you as a follower of Jesus. Right. Now, I still believe that to be true, um, but I, I need to clarify it a little bit further because it's not necessarily that what's written there doesn't apply to you right. um, because it still does. Um, but the fact that it's found in that covenant, um, yeah. that part of the covenant is fulfilled and doesn't apply to you. But God has un- God has written or I shouldn't say written laws, God has, maybe for the lack of a better term, unspoken laws that have existed always and always will exist. Totally. Uh, So like we look at the Ten Commandments and, you know, we see nine of the Ten Commandments uh, repeated in Scripture. And typically they're repeated to a higher level of accountability. Mm -hmm. They're repeated to a higher level of um, effort on our part um, to live those out. Using an example, you know, Old Test, old old covenant is thou shalt not murder. Ours is you look at a brother with with hate in your heart, um, and you've already killed him, right? Like yeah, that that exactly. piece to it. Um, and even when you look at the the Old Testament, like those laws were written, you know, don't murder, don't lie, don't steal, um, don't commit adultery. Right. All of those things existed well before the Ten Commandments were ever scribed, right? Like you go all the way back to Genesis, and um, Abel's punished. 
uh, sorry, Cain's punished, not Abel. Uh, Cain's punished for for killing Abel. Uh, well, there's Abel no laws. Punished by Cain by being killed by him. So yeah, that's true too. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's just getting punished everywhere. There's a lot of punishment. Uh, well, like depending on like how you interpret all that, the other punishment is like how did you, how did how were you multiplying? Right. <laughs> like right. think through that uh-huh. all the way. Uh-huh. Some have some have this belief that like God created other families and generations as well. Um, and that's how they get past that. And it's not, Hey, so-and-so has got to sleep with his sister now. And that's the only way they're going to recreate. Um, <laughs> I'm just glad I don't have to live through that, that I'm not going through those things. I love my sister, but I don't love my sister like that. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, I love that. You just said that in your like kind of retraction almost. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, it's not a retraction. I'm not retracting some, anything. You're some boiling water. Uh, yeah. No. I'm no. just rephrasing things to, to kind yeah. of take the, the punch away now. because I don't think we, I don't think it was right of me to go that far. Um, and that's kind of the thing um, that I'm pushing back on. Yeah. And um, I guess if you're listening to this and you got mad about that, or, or really if you got pretty upset about anything that we've said, I just want you to know this really is just a conversation. Like, we don't have tonight's episode all scripted out. We kind of know where we're starting from. We have some ideas. You thought but... last week was bad in terms of scripting out. <laughs> this week, there wasn't even a script before we started that's this right. thing. That's right. That's right. It's That's true. But I'm just saying it's a conversation, and it's yeah. a real conversation. It's not yeah. formally planned out. It's not scripted, um, any of that. So, yeah, man, like give us some grace We're we're trying and we kind of start with these things knowing roughly where we're going and hopefully ask the Holy spirit leads us, you know, as we talk. So, yeah. So what are we talking about tonight, man? Dude, we're talking about at least, at least for the next couple of episodes, because we think it's important about spiritual disciplines yeah. um, and discipline, unfortunately has a bad taste yeah. in our society's mouth these days um which is funny because they're not saying the word discipline so why had a bad taste in the mouth in the first place it was rather entertaining but uh so we're going to call them jesus habits uh, because really where spiritual disciplines do come from it comes from jesus's life and we're trying to imitate things that he did on earth uh minus a couple of them like confession jesus was never really confessing uh sin since he did live a perfect life um, but there's some other ones in here that that's kind of what we're, so we're going to call them Jesus habits. What are the Jesus habits that we want to portray in our lives? And ultimate goal is to love God with all our heart, soul, and mind, love a God with all of our beings, um, and love others as much as we love ourselves. Um, and Jesus even took that to some extent in how he described that love of a sacrificial love that I love them more than I love myself, that I'm willing to sacrifice for them. Um, as we live out this great commission of, you know, going to all the world and baptizing yeah. and teaching and um, helping others come to know Jesus in this this life that we've got to experience to help others experience the same. And, and I think as I say that, I just think to myself, like, you know, people want to experience the John 10, 10 life that, that I talked yeah. about last. They want to experience life to the full, life to abundance, life to, you know, beyond their dreams or their imaginations. And we're not talking from a prosperity side of it. We're talking from a fullness side of it. Um, And they want to be intimate with Jesus and they want to be able to hear Jesus' voice and spend time Mm -hmm. with Jesus. And and so much of that is built inside of Jesus' habits. Um, It's these habits that we do to stay close to Christ, to stay close to Jesus. Um, And we don't do them because it's what good Christians do. I think that misses the point. Um, right. We do them because right. because these are the things that keep us connected with with our Jesus. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's the piece that often's missed. Like good Christians read their Bible every day. No, right. no good Christians spend time with Jesus every day um, yeah. because that's their source of life. Right, like that, that that's the living water. Um, mm-hmm. So why wouldn't they want to spend time with Jesus every day? And oftentimes people want this fullness of life, but they don't ever implement these disciplines they don't ever implement these habits um, into their life and they always wonder why others are experiencing things that they're not experiencing from an intimacy level with jesus and from a um, a love level with jesus and from a love level with other people and i think that's the thing that's that's often so i think that's why it's important to us at least it's important to me um, Mm -hmm. to dig into these things and 
and really talk about them because I think um, they're important. And I don't think one's more important than the other necessarily. Um, yeah. I think they all have their place in terms of us growing that relationship. I always think of it this way, like, you know, you and I are good friends. We could go out and get a beer or we could go out and um, get coffee and, and sit across the table from each other and have long conversations about life and about whatever right. and just have a good right. time. And mm-hmm. um, that doesn't seem to always exist with our relationship with Jesus with a lot of people. And, yeah. and that's what it should feel like. It should feel like a great friend. Granted, I am talking to the savior of the world, uh, the right. God of everything. Um, so there's a reverence in that. But at the same time, right. there's a relationship. And that's that relationship that we should be fostering and, and developing and pouring into um, from our side. Um, and what we can do and what we can do is practice Jesus habits. And I think that if you, if you have the wrong picture of what a relationship with God should look like, it may because, be because you don't understand a Jesus habit. Well, <laughs> you know, like you, yeah, you see Jesus as like the stern judge uh, who's just kind of ready to condemn, condemn mm-hmm. you anytime. Well, you probably don't have a great view of what grace is. And you're probably like, your posture of prayer is like, I'm talking to the principal who knows that I pulled the fire alarm or whatever you did, you know, and they're just looking for a way to get me, you know, but it probably goes back to like some more basic thing of you don't understand grace. Maybe you don't understand what it means to just pray. Um, You don't know what it means to worship, to do a Sabbath, to, to fast. And in their more appropriate names, you don't know what a Jesus concert is. You don't know about naps <laughs> and you don't definitely don't know about hungry strikes. Um, <laughs> That's good. But dude, diving, diving in. So worship, uh, Jesus concerts. Let's talk about those Jesus concerts. Yeah. Like, okay, dude, this is a, maybe a goofy question, but what is worship straight up? Because I grew up, I mean, just when I was a kid, I thought worship was just uh, songs at church where we all sang and and that was it. You know, I didn't really have a wide view of worship. So I don't know. I know you're not a worship pastor, nor have you been, I don't think ever a worship pastor, but dude, what I is have worship? been a worship pastor. You were a worship How did you not pastor? know this? Okay. I no. was on the worship team. Ooh, nice. Right? Would you play I was, banjo? I sang because... Bells. I have the voice of an angel. You say? Uh, I did. Uh, when I was like, I don't know if I was still in high school or just out of high school. Um, the guy that led worship for our youth ministry was like, hey, you should sing. And I said, hey, I don't know how to sing. And he <laughs> said, hey, I think you do. And I said, okay, let's give this a shot. <laughs> I didn't do it long. Um, yeah. And I can't remember. There's a Jeremy Camp song that like, that was like my signature song. Like, this is when Josh awesome. got pulled up it's for the signature song. Now, awesome. now, I have to paint the picture appropriately to you because it's not like maybe youth ministries that we did together where there's a stage and lights and it feels right. like a concert. No, this is more like a big open room. Lights are all on. Dude set up a piano in the corner. There's still oh, an overhead projector and the dude pulled out his accordion. Um, what? binder that held all the overhead projector yes. sheets That's and then we awesome. like pulled them out and like put them up and covered up certain parts of the, the songs yeah. to not to confuse people. Uh, that was up. where I got my, my debut and I feel like <laughs> I rocked it. I think I knocked it out of the park. Uh, not to toot my own horn but uh, toot, toot. Uh, I killed that Jeremy Camp song whatever the heck it was called. <laughs> I don't remember. Dude, that is so awesome. Okay, so well, I mean you're an expert then obviously because you let's were, be honest worship yeah. pastors aren't experts on this conversation <laughs> no and i don't i don't act like an expert <laughs> at all um dude what is worship the what is like what's the what's the jesus habit of worship like maybe how is it seen wrong what is it how is it seen right all that stuff man what are your thoughts that's a great question i think you should answer oh great <laughs> <laughs> all right I have, here's my best guess. I think that, okay, so I think that humans are kind of made to worship as one of the main things that we do. Um, and I think that because, um, call it what you will, obsession, focus, thoughts, whatever, like 
there's usually something on my mind for the majority of one day. There's usually something on on my mind that I'm focusing the most on for something of any day. Um, And I kind of think that that root focus of like, what are you focusing on now the most? Like, are you just thinking about this meeting or are you thinking about going and swimming in the pool? You know, and are you obsessing about swimming in the pool? Are Are you you think, yeah. Are you shoving the fact they have a pool in my face right now? Yes. Like you keep pointing at it. Like they can't see this because you're just listening, but like you're pointing at your pool. Like all your pictures on Instagram right now are about your pool. (laughs) Dude, just like I'm feeling like you're like attacking me. I just want you to feel bad, is all. Because I work work 30 feet from a pool party that happens almost every day that the weather's nice. (laughs) I'm sitting in here on my Zoom calls and I just hear splashing and. Like I just hear That's fun fair. noises and I'm like, crap, I could be out there. So yeah, that'd be rough. Um, yeah, and pool's not, not a great example, more. but dude, if I'm only thinking about my chickens all the time, if that's always what I'm thinking about, then maybe at some point I'm I'm like worshiping a little bit, or I'm spending focus that could be better used elsewhere on yeah. them. So I don't know. That's that's not a precise definition but i don't actually think worship is just a jesus concert i think that's just one expression that we all call worship if you've been you know in in a christian church for any amount of time oh this is the worship section of the the sermon or of our sunday ritual so yeah 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 i think at the core it's just like what has our devotion right what has our devotion like you said our attention um yeah and, you know, we practice that in a practical way, like, you know, loving our neighbor is a form of worship, right? Like, if mm-hmm. we really get down to that broad of a definition. Um, but in the church, and, and as a Jesus habit, like, there's practical things you do with inside of worship too, right? Like, worship contains prayer, but we'll kind of dissect mm-hmm. prayer outside of worship. Uh, yeah. Worship contains, you know, um, singing of songs and, and um, silence and... And we'll talk about silence in a different conversation. Oh, dude, I read that book. Um, shoot, what's that hurry book that you were oh, reading? Oh, The Relentless Elimination of Hurry? What would you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah, I just picked it up. Um, nice. I'm like three quarters of the way through it. I really like it. Like, Nice. Super. I, don't, I didn't have anything to expect about it. But yeah. like, I was. That's kind of what I was thinking, too. I'm actually uh-huh. still only about halfway through. I got to finish it. Um, I just. Ironically, I've been hurrying to other stuff, uh, so it's been sitting right here for a while. So I haven't That's finished fair. it. No, yeah. it's like the material solid. I think the concept yeah. is great. I think yeah. probably the biggest hurdle in our relationship, and this probably even dies into our worship conversation of like I think one of the biggest hurdles of our relationship with Jesus is we pack our schedule so full, yeah, dude, um, that we don't have time. We have the intention. Like we 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 yeah. want to spend time with Jesus. We want to to pull out His Word and spend time reading His Word and relationship with Him and praying and and having those conversations and sitting and listening. We want to do all those things, um, but our our schedules just don't allow it. We're, yeah. we're too full. And dude, one quote that kicked my butt. It was from the first ten pages of that book, but um, and I think he was quoting somebody. But it says, uh, "If the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy." Um, and not that it's I like have any good problem. Old, good old preacher yeah. quote. Yeah. Not that I have any problem uh, not sinning. But, dude, when you're just constantly busy, yeah, like the, the the moments in my day that are usually most worshipful are ones that are just totally normal moments um, where I pause and actually experience something. Like yeah. The other night, a couple nights ago, um, I just sat on the back porch for like 15 minutes as Catherine had just went to bed. Jana was hanging out doing whatever she was doing. I just sat on the back porch and like the sun was going down. Ooh, the trees leaves day. were slowly moving. Like breeze was going. It was just beautiful. And I'm like, I was worshiping. I was yeah. like focused on how amazing the things that God created are, you know, yeah. and mind blown that I get to live next to beautiful trees and I get to have these awesome views and this gets to be part of my normal life. But dude, most nights I rush and do dishes. I take a shower. I do this and that and that. The next thing I know, I'm watching Netflix for an hour and then I'm falling asleep, you know? And it's like, how many moments of worship do I 
miss in it's my true. just normal day all the time. Well, I um, even think like he says in that book at some point, like we're terrified of silence. Um, yeah. And maybe it's because of the thoughts that may be running through our head and all these distractions keep us from those thoughts or really having yeah. to dig into real issues of our, our personalities or, or whatever and or even sin and not yeah. wanting to have to deal with those things. So we just pack our days and our time with with just sound. Like I think for me, like when I wake up, like I don't play music in the shower, but um, I'm already on my phone. Yeah. Like when the second you know I, I roll over, I'm looking at my phone and seeing what did I miss in the last eight hours that I've been totally. Sleeping. It was a good night totally. of sleep, at least. Um, when I'm then, being a really good Jesus follower, I listen to the Bible as I shower. But that's good. That's every now and again. It's yeah. like twice a week, probably. Once, I do enjoy, enjoy those moments when you listen to Jesus in the shower, but then I get distracted, and then I get on news sites and I'm just reading news for the next. Hour. Yeah. I mean, if I could take an yeah, hour shower, true. like there's, there's a there's a moment where heaven has touched earth. <laughs> if I could take an hour an shower. Hour shower. My next house, I'm installing instant hot water heaters. Like That's I'm investing, awesome. putting in as many as I need to. I'm having hot water always, uh, so I can shower constantly. Hour shower. Yeah, because there's nothing better. Now I'm like a lay down in the shower shower kind of guy too. <laughs> Like if I could have a lawn chair, I put a lawn Dude, chair out there. You love to lay in the shower. Dude, I love to stand in the tub. If I just can stand and lean, it's just so good. <laughs> just lean on the cold so, wall, get my feet so in the warm water. So strange. Dude, I blame my sister. Up. I remember when I was little, like I don't know how old I'd have been. Young enough that it wasn't weird for my sister to give me a bath. Right. Um and so I'm in the bath. I think my brother might have been there too, which, oh, do I have another story I have to tell you? I just learned. Okay, about, I forgot. Sweet. Um, awesome. This is nothing to do with worship guys, but they're funny. Right. They'll be entertaining. I right. <laughs> but my sister was like, I'm going to introduce you to one of the greatest inventions ever. And I was like, okay. As four-year-old, five-year-old me, I'm like, I'm Sweet. in. I don't know what's about to yeah. happen. And she said, yeah. it's called the shower bath. <laughs> what is the shower bath? <laughs> what like, is you turn it? on the shower. But then you plug the hole, so you have a bath. What? <laughs> that's awesome. So that's what I learned. Now I don't take shower baths anymore because that's gross right. to sit in your own water. Um, but I do sit in the shower on a pretty regular basis. That's um, awesome. Back to another story, thinking about my brother and I in the shower together, yeah. which I don't remember yeah. being in the shower with my brother at any point. Right. Uh, my right. brother and I are like a year and a half apart, something like that. <clears throat> But he was telling us a story where in Phoenix a couple weeks ago that uh, apparently scarred his life. I don't remember anything about it. And now they hear the story, the understandably, best. it scarred best. his life. It should have. Yeah. Um, but apparently we were in the shower together and I said, hey, Andrew, close your eyes and open your mouth. Do you know where this is going? <laughs> Did you pee? <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So my younger funny. brother. Who's nine years younger than me, uh, seven, eight years younger than my brother. Um, Wait, he's he older goes, than you, this one, this brother? No, no, he, no he's younger than me. I have another <laughs> younger kid, brother, man. though. I have, I have a confusing kid. family. I get it. No, no, it's all good. I have a, another younger brother. He's like, uh, so what do you learn from this, Andrew? Andrew's my, my brother that I peed in his mouth. And he's just like, what? And Nathan goes, well, you've learned if you're in a shower with another guy and they tell you to close your eyes and open your mouth, you don't do it. I was like, that's a good lesson right there. But, Andrew, I have other questions of, like, oh, why man. you're in the shower with another guy. Like, at that point, we have other questions we want to ask. Dude, that's so funny. I can't believe that happened when you were 18, man. That's why. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, the funny part is I just completely blacked it out. 18 years old, he was 17, and I don't even remember it. That's so weird. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that is, dude, I don't know what led to that tangent, but I'm glad I don't know either. that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Spend more time just sitting and listening. Oh, that's how we got on the conversation. Yeah. We just fill our day. Like we fill our day with, with so many things. And I get it. We have responsibilities. And, it, you know, if you're a parent, you have kids. And, um, you know, we all have the responsibilities that we got to pay our bills and those kinds of things. And I get it. We all have responsibilities. Um, but like, where are you carving out that time to spend time with Jesus? Because I, I would argue this, carve out 10 minutes, start there. Um, and I would argue that as you spend time with Jesus in that 10 minutes, it's going to be so potent. And it's going to have such an impact that you're going to want to spend more time with Jesus. 
not always. There's going to be days that you're like, eh, I'm ready to do this. Um, but you have those moments that kind of keep you moving to the next of like, wow, like mm. that's what I need every day. It's like your moment on the back porch, um, which reminded me like, yeah. I don't know if it's dark yet. It's not dark yet, but I'm going on the back porch after they record this yeah. now. Nice. Um, and just sitting and praying and listening and really trying not to talk, <clears throat> um, mm-hmm. which is easier said than done because yeah, some of us just like to talk. Yeah. And some of us way, start a podcast just so we can hear ourselves talk. That's right. <laughs> that's right um i mean and and worship can be music too you know mm-hmm. like i'm not trying to say it's not that like man a good worship song reminds you of stuff it either teaches you things you didn't know about god or reminds you of stuff you already knew you know yeah. and it and it pulls that to the front of your mind it makes that the focus it's beautiful yeah. nothing wrong with that man that's great like that's an that is a great part of worship or piece of worship is is singing thinking about songs and doing it together that kind of corporate worship we're all doing this thing together that's also worship is like we as a as a community as a local church we all agree are going to worship god in this moment at the same time and that's awesome you know yeah um it's it's just not only that is all i'm trying to say yeah well and like in um, I don't remember what I was going to say, but so I'm just going to ask you a question. Like, for a lot of people, worship through music, worship through song. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Worship through music, the worship through song is um, the moments where they experience God the most. I would say the majority of people, followers of Jesus, are in that boat. Um, and music is powerful in general, yeah. right? Like, remove the worship piece of, like, we're giving devotion to Jesus. Just music in general is yeah. is is emotional and it's moving and it takes us to places that we maybe didn't plan on going and all those kinds of things. So there's power already in what God created in, in music yeah. totally. and then connecting that back to um, using that music to worship him, to put our devotion, our attention on Jesus. Like there's some impactful moments, but here's my question, I guess, is mm-hmm. why do you think most people find, um, the times that they feel closest with God or closest with Jesus um, in the moments where they're worshiping corporately. Yeah. I don't know. It could be as simple as, so worship, dude, singing music, it is powerful. Like it's, it's a just music alone is like a different language than the language we're using to, to say words, you know, I, don't it, know. It, I it, feel it, like my words are like music to the ears. I mean, <laughs> well, that's why that's why you had such a big career in, in corporate worship. I did. That's a big deal. Jeremy camp had nothing on you. No, uh, he didn't. I did that song so much better than he did. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Figure what the funny. song is. We'll post it. Yeah. But, but the why, um, it could be as simple as like when you're doing corporate worship, whether that be, um, you and 30 people, you know, at a, at a camp or you in an arena full or you on Sunday morning, whatever. Doesn't matter. You in a Jesus concert. Yeah, you in a Jesus concert. It doesn't necessarily matter the number. I think in that experience, if you're focused on on singing a song and it's powerful and it's saying truths about God, then you're probably also not texting somebody and you're probably also not uh, on the phone with somebody or doing whatever you do. You know, like that is your focus. And I think anytime you're focused on God in that way, that singular way, then you can kind of hear how he's been uh, focused on you at the same time or what he's trying to say in your life. Um, It's just when you slow down enough, you know? Um, Yeah. And I think there's power too, like when you do it with other people, right? Like though I've had impactful times individually as I worship, I've also had impactful times corporately as we together are doing something together. We're, we're giving God praise. We're all turning our devotion and our attention towards Jesus. And, and there's definitely power in those moments too. I, I wonder, and I didn't think this before I asked it, but as you were talking, it just kind of popped in my head. I wonder if like the reason it's so potent those times for people is because it's the only time that they are, um, encountering Jesus like they 
they go through their busy lives and Sunday rolls around and that's the only time that they're like, oh, yeah, like this is the one time I've I've turned mm-hmm. my devotion, my attention towards Jesus, and now we're in this place, yeah, that, and they're just so desperate or so deprived of it. Yeah, that I think you're right, and and I think that maybe um, the God we serve is is so good that it, even if that's your reality and you just have this one, you know, like you said, three song, but one hour of your week um, time, or maybe it's 20 minutes of your whole week is, is worship. Um, but you have that focus where it's actually on God for that amount of time, man, he's willing to show up and do major things in that tiny amount of time of like, that's how good he is. He's not saying like, well, you, you spend a lot more time on Facebook. You spend a lot more time listening to music or doing whatever you're doing. No, he's like, I'm going to blow your mind in 20 minutes so that the next day, maybe you give me another and you give me, uh, and you make a few decisions in your life that are like more God honoring. Um, and the things I talk to you about, you're actually starting to make steps to do them. Maybe that looks like going forward and getting prayed for by somebody and shedding some tears and marking that moment and, and then changing your life in a small way. But I think he's just that good that even if we only focus on him for a tiny amount of time in our week, um, he's bound to show up in it if, if it's singular in our focus. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, Cause for me, like though I have moments with God during worship in in the sense that we're talking about those Jesus concerts, right. Um, I don't like, that's not where God speaks to me the clearest. Um, like for me, it's, it's in my daily devotions. Um, it's like that daily Jesus time that I set aside to read my Bible and pray. Like that's where Jesus typically speaks the clearest and, and the most potent ways for me. Um, I know that's not always the case for everybody, but, um, you know, worship still plays a, a major part in that, um, especially in hard seasons, right? Like mm-hmm. in the most difficult of seasons, um, you know, through life, worship is the thing yeah. that, that typically brings you out of it in a lot of ways. Like, at least it changes your perspective and your focus that it's not about me, that it's not about what I'm feeling in this moment. It's about Jesus and he's still on the throne. And for that, I'm going to praise him. Um, like, there's that piece of it, too, um, that I think's super impactful and super powerful. Dude, the just one tiny piece of evidence of that. So, you know, the song, The Blessing. Um, are you familiar with that? The yeah. Blessing. So there's that version that was recorded by artists all across, not artists, um, just worship pastors all across the UK. Um, so it's the the blessing UK version. And it got like 2 million views in a couple days. It like, it went nuts right when it came out because it was right in the heart of coronavirus reality setting in for everybody, you know, it was like this breath of fresh air. And I say that because for me, it's been, that's been the one song running through my mind many, many times in the last month. And it's like reminders of things I know to be true, but just said beautifully. And it, it's kind of like reminds me, hey, even if this moment I'm just changing a diaper or <laughs> checking the chicken's water or doing whatever, I can yeah. worship in that moment. I can be thinking about holy things. I can be, and not just thinking about it, I can be doing it in a joyful way. I could be saying, well, I get to change this diaper. I get yeah. to... Um, refill the chicken's water. I get to do this to to serve somebody else. I get to heat up lunch for somebody. I get to yeah. whatever it is. You know, it it shifts your focus. I think God always wants to jump in and just say, "Hey, you saw this situation. I see it this way. Shift your focus." You know, like this 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 world is not what it appears. You know, um, you can go through it and you can live in the kingdom that's here and now. You can't see, but I see, and you can see it. If you, if you worship me, if you follow me in this way. Um, so that's, that's my good. rant about worship. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I think that's, that's so key. Like so much of our following Jesus life is about perspective, right? Like yeah. if you get too bogged down in your problems right now, I get too bogged down and I, I get 
they could feel like monsters. They could feel hu- yeah. you know, enormous, and you have no idea how God is or if God is going to intervene in those things. I, I get that. Um, but so much in perspective when those shifts and those changes happen, you go through the same exact thing and, and you go through it in, with a different perspective of, no, God's still in control. And I'm not yeah. going to go down into the depths of this junk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay up here and I'm going to stay up here in my worship. I'm going to stay up here and continue singing. I'm going to stay up here yeah. and continue reading. I'm going to stay up here and continue mm-hmm. praying um, because those are the things that are going to push me through. Like it just, yeah. It's amazing what perspective does and a little bit of time too, right? Like a little bit of time perspective, you're able to look back and say, oh, see, Jesus was at work that whole time. I just mm-hmm. didn't see it happening. Yeah. Um, and you just got to continue to believe that. And I get it's, you know, there's the Christian, you know, there's a part of Christianity that says that's just self-talk. Well, sure, it is self-talk. I get that. Um, but it's not self-talk in the sense that you're trying to demean it. It's self-talk and right. reminding myself of the promises that Jesus already made. Um, right. And I'm reminding myself of those things. So I'm going to talk myself through those things because it's so yeah. easy to focus in on whatever may be right in front of you. Yeah, 100%. And I think you could you could write it off and call it self-talk. But I think so much of that is like... I think our conscience is one. The thing we call our conscience, I think, is a little bit of the Holy Spirit in in all humans. Um, now, people say there's some sociopaths who don't have one or whatever. I don't know. That's hard for me to to imagine, and it's hard to measure. But I think that God put the conscience in each of us the the knowing of good and and bad, the knowing of good and evil. I think He put that in in each of us as a way to, to guide us towards him or to at least allow us to know when we are choosing to worship God and when we're not, when we're not, you know, we're choosing to, to act in a way that pleases him or doesn't. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. I just think that like when the self-talk like you're mentioning or of, of the song that pops in and it, it changes your perspective. I think that's the Holy spirit being like, Hey, I want to, I want to shift your thinking a little bit. I yeah. want to remind you of something that you've read a couple of times or where you've yeah. sung a bunch of times, but I want to make it real in this moment because I want to speak to you. You could call it self-talk, but I think it's the Holy spirit more than that. Yeah, that's true. That's good. Yeah. Like I, and I think too, like music has this ability to capture moments. Um, so when you're able to hear those songs, you kind of reflect back on those moments yeah. and reminded of, oh, this yeah. is what Jesus has called me to, or this is the promise that he's made, and I have to hold on to these things. Um, like, for me, like, so I just drove back a couple weeks ago from California, my trip to Arizona that turned into a week in California beaches. Yeah, um, but baby. on my way back, on my way back from that trip, um, I was uh, just finished an audio book. I didn't want to really get into another one. The yeah. other ones that I had were boring anyways. Um, so I was like, oh, I'll just listen to some music. Um, which isn't something I typically do on road trips. Um, so I started listening to music and uh, I was like, you know what I should listen to? I'm going to listen to like old school worship music from like when I was in high school. So I pulled out like the Sonic Flood and the, yeah. uh, all those songs and the Heart of Worship and uh, Wow Worship 2001 and 2002 and the blue disc of Wow Worship. I'm super dating myself. But for you, those of you that know these discs, know that they were gold at the time. Now, music horrible. Like, oh my gosh, the epitome of bad 90s music um, is recorded in these songs. Uh, maybe I can ima- I can only imagine. It's probably the only yeah. like good song <laughs> that came out of that genre. They're all they're all rough. But uh, but just listening to those songs took me back to high school yeah. camps and high school yeah. times when I'm with with my church and um, experiencing mission trips and, and all these different things and uh, moments throughout kind of my journey of where God shaped me and molded me and um, molded relationship and molded my view of, of the church and of him and, and all those things and just extremely powerful moments that kind of, yeah. you know, taking and taking a few moments to listen to those songs took me back to it's like there's yeah. power in that too dude there absolutely is there's power in those memories and you know maybe god uses those moments to to take us back to teach us or, or remind us of stuff we should already know it's pretty cool yeah, yeah. it's good Sweet. dude what about what about naps um <laughs> we should take more change, change, yeah, right? we definitely more naps i love a good nap 
Dude, for actually, I'm not even good at napping. If I just lay down for like 20, 30 minutes and close my eyes, even if I don't sleep, it's like the best. It's really rejuvenating. I have time. to sleep or it doesn't yeah. count. Yeah. But there's like I'm that bad. delicate balance too, right? Like yeah. I get 30, 35 minutes is pretty good. You start to push an hour and then all of a sudden an hour is like four hours. And you're like, well, I'm not sleeping tonight. Um, <laughs> you have a day sleep on your hands. Now let's let's talk about Sabbath. And Sabbath is the one commandment that doesn't get repeated as a commandment in the New Testament Ooh, from the old from the Ten Commandments. That's what I was gonna ask that's you. Because I, I didn't think it does. Um no. I don't think it does. Yeah. Jesus actually kind of takes and it's just uh I think for Jesus, I think it wasn't necessarily redefinition of the word. I think it was a misinterpretation mm-hmm. and he was reinterpreting it. Of no, this is what Sabbath means really. Like it's not this legalistic thing. It's it's a thing. It was a gift that, that God gave humanity um, for the need to rest and spend time and to rejuvenate and um, yeah. to refocus and and to get back to um, who you know He's called you to be and what He's called you to do. But well, just to so to be so what is a Sabbath? Because that's like kind of a church word. Um, what is but what is Sabbath like? What day of the week do you even think Sabbath is? <laughs> people don't even know. Or people debate it, I guess. Yeah, people debate it. You could say it's Sunday. It's how the church yeah. practices today. That's why church lands on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jewish individuals, uh, the Seventh-day Baptists, or Adventists, sorry, um, <laughs> practice on Saturday. Um, that's Jewish Sabbath from sundown Friday to sundown Saturday. Um I don't. I don't think you can really dictate what day Sabbath really is um, in the New Covenant. Um, now there is a requirement to rest and to get away. Like we see that in Jesus's life over and over again. Yeah. Like you know, the crowds you know were all around him, and we see Jesus to get away, and he spent time with the Father. Um, it's those types of things. So I'm not sure it has to be practiced on a day, but I do think as a human being, you need 24 hours to re- refresh. Yeah. Um, like, and I think it should be consistent. I think your body needs that. It needs that, you know, it's this, all this things we're learning now with science over the last, you know, 20 or 30 years, yeah. um, that, you know, Jesus and God has been saying for decades Forever. and centuries yeah. and thousands yeah. of years. And, yeah. Um, and we're just kind of finally catching up of, oh, this is what he meant. Um, but there's something to it. Like there's something to, um, taking time to refocus ourselves mm-hmm. and taking time to evaluate, um, that I don't just pack, you know, every day of the week and I have no time to ever breathe. Like, are you putting yeah. time in your schedule to just breathe and to mm-hmm. sit back and relax and let your family sit back and relax and and refocus on, on what's important and uh, evaluate what's not working and what is working? Yeah, dude, absolutely. And I, I really value downtime um, or time when I'm not doing the things that I'm normally doing. So on the weekends, or if I take, you're not taking care of your chickens. Yeah. 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 No, I'm just saying when I'm not spending most of my like day focused on, on work and I'm not, um, I don't know, just when my rhythm is broken on purpose on the weekend, you know, when it's, when it's different, um, your schedule is different. I just value that time a ton. And the the tricky thing about a Sabbath is like, yeah, make it 24 hours, but man, it's going to look different in different seasons. Um, oh, I don't for sure. like if I tried to take a Sabbath where I got a super long nap and I didn't lift a finger to cook food. I didn't do, I didn't do any manual labor or any. That sounds labor great. At all. That sounds or, like how a man should live. He's married. <laughs> Dude, it sounds amazing. Like, but yeah. it's I think not you should have like a little normal. bell that you yeah. like ring and like Janet just comes running and she's just like, yeah. How can I help you? What can I bring for do you? Do you need your do you need <laughs> your pillow fluffed? I think that's cool. Oh dude, let me tell you another story from my trip to California. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. So my nephew, who is eight, I think. Yeah. Nine. He's somewhere around there, eight or nine. Um, he might be nine. Um I don't know how this came up. I think it was a story getting told to me, but then I asked him about it. Um, but he looks at his mom and he goes, hey, mom, like, you know, I'm going to be smarter than you one day. And she's like, what? She's like, yeah, I'm going I'm to be smarter than you one day. She's like, what are you talking about? She's like, he's like, well, because men's brains are bigger than women's brains. 
dude. She's like, so she's like, excuse me? Like, where did you hear that? She's like, he goes like, matter of fact, straight face. It's science, mom. Dude, that's so good. Oh, Makes me really gosh. wonder what my brother's teaching his son, but that's super so funny. Good. There was probably a joke that he heard, and he's just like, "Yep, yeah. that's legit." That's <laughs> I'm going to be that way makes a lot smarter than all the women. Oh, that's so good. Oh, no, okay. What I was trying to say is like you got to be a little bit flexible on what Sabbath looks like because if I tried to just have a somebody fluffed my pillow day and do all that the reality is i would be kind of neglecting time with my daughter that could be yeah. rejuvenating good i'd yeah. be giving jana a really rough day for no yeah. reason other than like i need pampering i need it but looking for moments uh where you can really rest and lay your phone down and not worry about what's going on in the world not check your work email not check your email like yeah like put it on do not disturb and don't be disturbed for a while do yep. things that are life-giving for you and for others mm -hmm. around you That's which good. could look different man it could look like um it could look like me playing a game with with my daughter or watching a movie with her jana or dude sometimes mowing the yard is like the best thing i can do for my soul you know yep. it's like um it could look unique and i think J jesus demonstrated that i think it was maybe Mark 23. I looked it up before this, but he um, basically uh, the, the Pharisees were like, Hey Jesus, you and your boys were like working on the Sabbath. Like you weren't resting. You, you were walking and, um, and you picked grain, I think in the food and, and ate yeah. it. And uh, he's like, yeah, don't you remember when David, David and his like followers um, went into the temple on a Sabbath and, and ate the bread there because they were hungry. And he concludes it with the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And I think it's that heart change that we've talked about a bunch of times where it's like, yeah, that that's a more of a suggestion than a command uh, in, in today's kind of covenant reality. It's a suggestion because if you take downtime, if you take time to recharge, refuel, it's only going to be good for you and only going to be good for everybody around you and yep. really good for your relationship with God. But if you go so far as um, I can't, I can't heat up my own food uh, for, for 24 hours on weekend, or I can't, yep. you know, give the chickens water if they run out. Um, if you get like rigid in, in what you can't do and what you have to do, then it's no longer, the worshipful act it could be, you know, it's never life. It's no, it's longer. no longer life giving, right? Like it's now yeah. it's these rules that I have to keep and I have to do yeah. this and not do that. And yeah. all those kinds of things that, yeah, like, you know, and there's things that would be considered work yeah. that are life giving to people. Like yeah. I consider it work to go, you know, on a long hike. That feels like work to me. Yeah. Um, I made you climb the incline one time. You did. And I said every curse word I knew <laughs> at you uh, and <laughs> I made did. up some. Yes, you um, did. But like even but that, you did like complete it. I yeah. did. I, I made it up there. Never again yeah. will I do that or get tricked <laughs> into that decision. But I got there. That's right. Um, but uh, like there's things that that yeah may feel like work that are that are life giving, and that's really what it comes down to. Like what are you pouring into others around you to to give life? What are you pouring into yourself to give life? Um, yeah. And are you spending you know time to do that intentionally to do that? to disconnect. I, I think what you said about yeah. putting your phone on, do not disturb. I think that's gold. Yeah. Getting away from yeah. just all the distractions that could be like my brother deleted social media off his phone mm -hmm. um, because social media is super toxic. Um, if you yeah. spend way too much time on you follow the wrong people, it's going to be even that much more toxic. Right. Um, totally. And he just got rid of it. And he's like, man, like how much extra time you have in a day? Cause like when you're bored, not do anything, you like, you don't pull out your phone anymore. Cause you pull it out yeah. for the first couple of times and then you're like, Oh yeah, dude, I get, look really, I get really specific about my notifications. Cause I have, I don't know, 80, hundred apps on my phone. I have no idea how many, 80, have, but <clears throat> a new one. I've never heard that number. 80 or a hundred, I don't 800. know, whatever. A lot. Yeah. 80, hundred dude. I have a ton of apps, but um, <laughs> no, every single one of them, even if it's something, even the Bible app sends me like three things a day notifications. And I'd like, is it I don't annoying? know, man. 
In the Bible app finally fixes, but for the longest time, this is what it did. It still asks this question. It says, do you love the Bible app? And it's yes or no. Yeah. And it sends it, feels like it sends it at least once a week. All the time. Now there's another question yeah. after that. Do you want to rate us? Which is nice that I don't have to go through all those steps. Yeah. Because it feels bad for me to say no to the Bible app. No, I don't like you because I don't want to go rate you right now. I just want to yeah. do what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. I'm just yeah, reading. Notifications are... Just listening. Yeah. So all that I was trying to say is like, these things are like really, really good at distracting us. And I think, you know, last thing you need on a Sabbath is to to be physically taking time away, but mentally right back in the office, mentally yeah. right back in the things that you do during your, your normal yeah. week, you know? So so do something yeah. unique and do something life-giving. And yeah, we live find in those a culture things. that values just production big time, oh, for sure. you know? Um, so for this... This this seems counter. It, it is countercultural to actually take mm-hmm. time, downtime intentionally, where you're not producing, but you're you're allowing yourself to be kind of refueled and refilled up. Um, yeah, yeah, it's countercultural. That's good. That's good. Now I think super important in, in our lives that you gotta find those those moments that are giving because yeah. like it's not just necessarily rest though it's a, por- a portion of it. Like there's days that I may be busy throughout the entire day, but I'm busy doing life-giving things. So I come out of the day full of energy, ready to take on the world. Um, and it's just finding those, identifying those things. And they change from season to season. Um, but find those things and identify them and spend time doing them and take your loved ones along with you and um, take those that don't know Jesus along with you and um, kind of experience it all together. But yeah, so we yeah. talked we talked about Jesus concerts. Yes. Uh, the lights, the fog, and the whole Shabama things. Um, I will say this about worship in that sense. Um, and because it gets a lot of criticism, right? Like, well, it, oh, it yeah. feels like a concert. It does feel like a concert. I get that. Um, but there's still a value to it. Like for yeah. us, it was always, we turn off the lights and we turn the music up loud because it gives us, it gives the audience a better chance to participate in what we're doing. If they can't see their neighbor and they can't hear their neighbor, they think they're alone. Um, right. So it's that like, yeah, yeah, it's a mind game to some extent, but in the end goal, like the end goal is I'm trying to create an environment where they're, they're just worshiping and spending time with Jesus face to face. But yeah. yeah, So it was Jesus concerts, naps, (laughs) naps. And finally, dude, we should have more naps. That's for sure. Okay. And we'll hit this last one quick because I don't think there's a lot to say about it. Um, highly, highly recommend it. Um, I think it's, I think it's extremely, for me, it's extremely important to my walk with Jesus. Um, but we call this the hunger strikes. <laughs> I'm on a hunger strike right now. The Jesus have a habit of hunger strikes. Which is so funny, by the way. Uh, In, what are you doing? Uh, I'm on a hunger, hunger strike. strike right now. Yeah. What are you hunger strike? striking, dude? Which you probably shouldn't say those kinds of things now because it probably, you probably oh, yeah. open a whole can if you're going to be getting into that. But. Um, hunger strikes strikes. Uh, in the church world we call this fasting yes Uh, yes and and for me jesus talked about it and like a lot like this is this is a a great practice if you want to get to know jesus better if you want to reflect and hear and it's one that i'm really bad at and you're really good at so you should do most of this talking (laughs) about i don't know if i'd say i'm really good at it i do it um, You're a lot better at times I suffer doing through it. it. Yeah. Um, so for me, and this is why I do it, um, is it refocuses me like nothing else that I do in my life um, in terms of my relationship with Jesus. There's nothing that kind of brings everything back into focus and puts my mind to what I need to put my mind on and, yeah. and, and focus me back towards Jesus and my relationship with Jesus and what he's called me to do. Fasting is the thing that creates that inside of me. And not only that, it creates a faith inside of me. Um, yeah. uh, strengthens the faith inside of me that I have a higher level of trust and a higher desire to take more risks um, to help people come to know Jesus. But yeah, for me, so like I fast, when I fast, I fast for a pretty long period of time um, compared to a lot. Um, it's not as long as you could. One day I want to yeah. tackle a 40 day fast. I think that would Dude. be a great accomplishment. Um, this last fast that I did, I thought I was like, I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna go for 40. Um, like, why not? So like I started out the year with I can't with a fast. Wrap my mind around that. That's so uh, I got I got to like a week out of finishing my fast. I was like, I don't know how people do forty. Like that's freaking crazy talk. I'm sticking to my twenty one days. Like this is nuts. Yeah, yeah. And three days is the longest I've ever done, and that felt nuts. Long time. 
Well, yeah. Yeah. Here's like, here's some, so that's why we do it. I think is it's just refocus. It's um, let me push out all the things that, that don't, that aren't important. And yes, yeah. fasting is difficult and um, giving up food and that type of fast where you're just drinking liquids or just drinking water or however you do it. Um, I, I think the biggest key is just don't be legalistic about it. Yeah. Like, I want to fast and I want to focus in on Jesus and, and for my fast, when I do fast and I think about eating, I pray like, that's my, that's my reminder. Oh, Jesus, this is what I'm fasting for. This is what I'm trying to focus in on. And, um, in, from the legalistic standpoint, like, I think you should fast something that's difficult to fast, Mm -hmm. like fasting from TV for a month. Is that really that difficult? No, you're going to fill your time with other things. Um, like fast from something that's going to be hard. Um, yeah. but don't be like so legalist. Like there's, there's times that I've, you know, in fasting, I've put a mint in my mouth and I started, you're like, Oh shoot. And you take the mint out right. kind of thing. And you're like, Oh, I'm such a horrible, that's not the response that we should have. It's like, ah, oh, I right. forgot. It's whatever. Yeah. Jesus, I still love you. And yeah. I know you still love me. Totally. Um, so it's, it's don't take it from a legalistic approach. It's, I think you completely yeah. missed the point. Um, I take the stance as, as Jesus said, uh, about the Pharisees that, you know, don't disfigure your face. Don't make a big deal out yeah. of it. For me, yeah. I don't really talk about it. Um, those closest right. to me know that I'm doing it. Um, when others ask about it, I kind of just try to deflect it somewhere else. When people push, mm-hmm. it pisses me off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then I'm dealing with sin of anger. Uh, right. right. <laughs> um, but so it's just, you know, um, use it as a tool to be close with Jesus and spend time and and, yeah. and refocus on what's important. And for me, long fasts are easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so like three-day fasts are super difficult because for yeah. three days, all you're thinking all you're about is thinking food. you're thinking is food. Yeah. Uh-huh. But after like you, if you're like, I'm going to do a 21-day fast. And I'm not saying jump into 21-day fast. Like no. do your research. I did my research the very first time I did it. I knew what I was getting my – okay, I shouldn't say that. I, I kind of knew what I was getting myself into. Um, right. God right. uses it in some pretty remarkable ways in terms of like – a shitty season that was ahead of me. I decided to fast and then I walked into that shitty season when the fast started. Just a reminder yeah. of God's faithfulness as I'm with you. Um, that yeah. was super impactful for me. I've done it a couple of times now, but um, yeah. do some research. Pay attention to it. Um, know how to get out of a fast. When you do a 20 day yeah. fast or 21 day fast or a long period of fast, I can only imagine when it's yeah. like a 20 day, or at 40 days. Um, like there's days that it takes to come out of it. It's not like I get to yeah. eat a cheeseburger on day right. 22 because um, a cheeseburger is <laughs> going to kill you on You're day 22. Poop your pants and have a heart yeah. attack or whatever. Yeah. And so, and, and let's be just real practical. If you've never fasted at all, um, then kind of like we were talking about with worship, if that's like, if you just have this one, one little sliver of your whole week, that's really focused on God, God is probably going to show up and speak to you in that moment in that 20 minute worship service. And if you've never fasted and you choose to just, Hey, it's Tuesday. I'm not going to eat dinner tonight. I'm going to skip dinner and I'm not going to eat anything until breakfast. And every time I think about being hungry, I'm going to pray a little bit and and replace that, man, I wish I had a cheeseburger. I'm going to replace that with just talking to Jesus, just listening to Jesus, you know, it like that, that's going to be impactful. It's not about, did I get 21 days? And yes, I'm jealous that you've done 21 day fast. Will I ever try to that? Maybe not. <laughs> Sounds here's, really here's, horrible. Let me but tell the story why I did it at the first place. Small. Because it's yeah. super, it's very unspiritual. Um, and it wasn't like, I'm going for this. So like I was listening to an audiobook. book. Uh, the pastor on the audiobook saying they start every January with a 21-day fast um, as a church. It started with just him, then it went to his family, and now the whole church participates. Um, They go for 21 days. Um, And as I'm listening to this, I'm just naive enough to be like, oh, well, if he doesn't, like, that's nothing. Like, someone else is doing it, I'll do it. Like, okay. Um, Really not thinking to yourself, like, what you're really committing to. And this is like, I think I'm on a a road trip to North Dakota uh, as I'm, like, listening to this book. And like processing this in my head, and I just can't really shake it. So I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Um, and then by the time we get to North Dakota, I look at my phone and I figure out, okay, well, um, I have this thing coming up at this date, and I need to make sure I'm eating by then, or it's just gonna cause too much, like yeah. just whatever. Uncomfortableness for me, uncomfortableness for the people yeah. around me, all those kinds of things. Um, so I'll start it on this day. 
well, like the day that I started, like shit hit the fan for me at my last job. Yeah. Um, so yeah. like just this moment of like, here's God taking me through this. Um, and like a lot of a fast, especially when you do it for a longer period of time, like it's very unspiritual. Like it's not like these ah, moments where like God is so close to you. I know people have that experience. It's just not the experience that I have when I'm fasting. Um, it's pretty like, it's pretty like just normal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's this piece where I'm not eating, but other than that, like things are just normal day to day and temptations are still temptations and, and all of those things really didn't change in any way. Um, and you're just kind of going along, you know, through that path. But at the end of it, for me, that's when things are like, whoa, yeah. like, look at all what God was doing in the midst of it that I didn't see and that kind of and thing. And let me just, let me just, we can talk about when you got fired sometime, whenever the time is right for that. But that whole thing was a, a saga and it had been built over quite a bit of time. And literally that day you started the fast was when things really took a major turn and, and everything went from pressure level of one to, to nine and like to the point of rumors being told around you that about you that weren't that weren't accurate or that were changed or shaped and like really difficult conversations with with your boss constantly and like there was a lot of stuff going on we we're accountability partners in this time so I was seeing it I knew we were texting daily meeting weekly all that stuff um, so I just remember seeing you go through it and it's like, man, the, your life right now is evidence that that you have a relationship with God because you don't look like somebody who's on the road to getting fired and knows it and everybody he knows knows it. You know, you look like you're just at peace. Um, you don't look like I, I distinctly remember. I'm like, you are like you are sharp as a whip right now, but you're just calm as a cucumber you know uh, to use some little alliteration like that that sense of like mentally totally sharp um but spiritually just at peace and and okay with what was going on even though it wasn't okay you know and it's like yeah, yeah like fasting can do that um sabbath maybe even can do that yeah worship can do that but well, i remember too like yeah. um i was having a conversation with somebody uh during that and, and they knew kind of things in my life that were going on. And, um, I remember that was the first time I quit that job was the end of that fast. The end of the yeah. fast was like, that was when I was, all right, I'm done. I'm out. And I got talked yeah. into staying, but, um, uh, yeah. but through that whole journey, uh, of sharing this with somebody and, um, this person, um, may or may not be a Christian. I'm not totally sure they don't live the life that way, but, um, I don't know if they've ever made that confession or that decision. Um, but in the midst of that, they said, man, I, you seem happier. Like that was mm -hmm. a response. Like you seem, yeah. I don't know, like something just different, like yeah. weird. I don't know how to really put it together. And I, I think a lot of that was, man, look what God's doing when we just decide to, to go all in. And that's yeah. really what's happening in that moment was I'm yeah. going to go all in. And, and then you know, I fasted again at the beginning of this year just to kind of reset of, you know, I just came out of a, a season, I'm starting new seasons and all those kinds of things. And um, it's always, I think, great for just the start of a new year of like, hey, I'm going to reset. And um, in this time, I wasn't really praying for anything specific. I just mm -hmm. just trying to get close with Jesus again. And I knew this is what does it for me. So this is my reset. Yeah. Um, but it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Good, fasting, man. taking those hunger, hunger strikes. I think they're... Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're highly effective in what they're designed to do. And I get it. Like yeah. not eating is hard. I understand that yeah. the lightheadedness is real. I get it. Yeah. Um, the benefit for me is I have a lot of extra food that I carry around just in general attached to my skin. <laughs> you uh, always have food with you. Yeah. So my body can eat that. Uh, if you're super skinny, I don't know what you do. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I highly recommend like find time this week to, to worship and uh, maybe it's not yeah. a Jesus concert. Maybe it's a concert on your back porch and you're just going to yeah. go spend some time um, with yeah. Jesus and um, yeah. sing some songs of praise and um, yeah. pray some prayers and um, really just focus in and devote and, and put attention towards Jesus and um, yeah. find and some time to rest. On Sabbath, uh, man, if you can't take 24 hours and you never take 24 hours, Start with a half hour. 
give yourself the, the most ideal half hour of your of your week. Plan it out. Get your distractions moved away so they're not your phone won't interrupt you. Go on a jog if that's your thing. Do whatever your thing is for a little bit of time and focus on the Lord in it. And and you're not going to regret that time. Um, yeah, that's good. Same with a hunger strike. You know, give something small up. (laughs) I recommend. um, And for me, like the thing that shifted is when I shifted to food. So like I fasted in high school. I fasted in my early 20s, but I typically fasted from things. Yeah. Um, It was never food. Um, And mainly because I was like, how do you give up food? That sounds crazy talk. But (laughs) when when I shifted to food, like that's the piece that that drastically changed it for me. Yeah. Um, So you know, take a, take a, you know, a lunch and a dinner and say, I'm not going to eat um, yeah. for today. Now it's the fad, right? Like fat, yeah. fasting is all part of the fi- the finance, the fitness community and 21 days yeah, fast. Totally you can learn is. a lot from the fitness community on how to do a 21 day fast and how yeah. to come out of it properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, all those kinds of things. Cause it's kind of the rage. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, if, if you're using that time to, Hey, every time I'm hungry, I'm going to pray. Every yeah. time I'm hungry, I'm going to refocus back to Jesus. Um, I think they're going to be impactful for you. So put something on the calendar. I think that's the biggest thing with all of these these Jesus habits as we talk about them. Like we're yeah. so easy to put doctor's appointments and work meetings and um, even church on our calendar. Yeah. Um, but we're, we don't put time on our calendar, or at least we don't – if we do, we don't uh, honor it um, like we should. Yeah. If, like this is a real meeting. I'm going to spend time with Jesus. And maybe that's the thing you need to do. You're yeah. like seven o'clock every day. I'm putting yeah. a time on the calendar. I'm going to spend time with Jesus. I'm going to spend time mm-hmm. in worship. I'm going to, or I'm going to fast, you know, the 31st and the 30th uh, of this month. I'm just going to put it on the calendar. Yeah. I'm doing it. Um, yeah. I think that's the biggest piece for us is like, and then the other big piece for me is you got, someone's got to hold you accountable to it. Yeah. Like if it's, yeah. if I went into a fast and I just said, all right, I'm a fast one for 40 days, um, but I'm not telling anyone, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> And if I'm yeah. successful, then I'll tell people, well, then right. you missed the point altogether. Right. You've right. gotten what you deserve. Like you've 100%. gotten the glory and the honor of man. What yeah. Jesus had for you, yeah. you no longer, you no longer have access to as Jesus yeah. said. Um, but when you tell people about it, there's a level of accountability to it. Now I'm not saying to do it for your pride, but tell the people are going to love you whether you do it or you don't do it. Um, right. They don't really care. Um, and and yeah. let those because when it's out, then you're like, oh, that was real. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Now we're gonna go into this. We're gonna we're gonna die for it. But yes. um, no, put it on your calendar. Spend some time doing it, and we'll hit the other ones. You know, we'll hit silence. We'll hit prayer, confession, quiet time, yeah. um, Bible reading, and then I think we'll spend a good portion of time on community because I think totally I think community yeah. needs to be redefined in yeah. in the church today, um, and what it looks like so. and how do we practice it. Um, so maybe yeah. we devote a couple episodes to that. But that's what we're going to talk about as you talk about these Jesus habits. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We do yeah. greatly appreciate you. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, thanks for listening to us talk as much as we may love to listen ourselves talk. It's nice to have other people listen so we're not just crazy. <laughs> that's uh, right. But, yeah, uh, thanks for checking us out. Hey, if you if you like us, if you like this episode, please tell friends, rate us on on the podcast platform you just listened on, um, share it about us on social media, put comments on there. Um, hey, send us an email if you have questions uh, about things we're saying. If you want to know more about something, if you have topic ideas, send that to us. Um, but yeah, thanks for being here, and uh, and Josh, as always, my friend, thanks for the great conversation.